Hey everybody, it's your good pal Noah M from the Paulcast. Fuck! Just kidding. Uh, I wanted to jump out in front of the episode uh, this week real quick for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, if you didn't listen to the state of the My Fair Podcast Union, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, there's a bunch of pertinent housekeeping information, both about how the finale will be split up, as well as just sort of the future of the show. So I don't really need to get into that here. Uh, you can go ahead and get into that. And there's a little 10, 11 minute thing that was released last week. So you can go ahead and listen to that. If all for if that's your question, you can go ahead and listen to that. Um, I just wanted to come out in front of this episode uh, for two reasons primarily. Number one, just to let you know, this is going to be part one of a two-part finale. This is audio that was directly recorded during the live stream on Everything Now Hangout with Rocky and everyone who came and hung out with us there. Uh, so if some parts are like, huh, what the fuck are they talking about? It's because you were not live with us, so it might not make a lot of sense. But it made sense if you were live. Uh, it's pretty much going to be unad- unad- unadorned. <laughs> coughing it up. Uh, pretty much going to be unedited from that. I want to give you guys what happened live, that experience. So uh, that's why, if anything doesn't make sense, uh, it's probably because it was something that we're referring to live, and I try my best to be like, if you're listening to it now, blah, 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 but you'll you'll figure it out. Or you won't. You'll think it sucks, and that's fine too, I guess. Uh, and then the other reason I wanted to come out in front of the show, uh, and I'll, you know, keep it, keep it brief, because I know he doesn't love... He doesn't love the spotlight, but it is important to acknowledge this person as well. Uh, in leading up to uh, the episode, uh, we did some stuff on Twitch. Uh, and getting a Twitch stream set up is actually a lot more complicated and involved than I thought it would be. Uh, and so not only thank you to Rocky for uh, getting the ball rolling on that, we also need to give a huge thank you to Everything Now's own Jake Ellenbogen. Uh, he really helped us get the actual stream set up. Uh, in a way that was conducive to not only a functional live stream at the Everything Now level, but a very fun one, I would say, it that helped us set up a lot of really cool stuff, helped us really get uh, really get our shit together, so to speak, on that end. So uh, if you enjoyed what you saw during the live stream uh, on Everything Now Hangout, Jake Allen Bogan is one of those people that you have to thank, and I want to make sure he gets his flowers and he gets his props right now. So thank you to Jake Allen Bogan uh, so much for helping us get the stream to the place that it was at. And that's pretty much it. Everything you hear uh, happened live, in the room, in person. And that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, enjoy part one of the two-part Paulcast finale. Welcome to my favorite podcast with Noah Marger. Hello. What the hell? Can everyone hear us out there? Can everyone kiss us out there? Welcome to the movies. Whoa, welcome to the movies. Welcome to Everything Now Show Cinemas. Where we only show our favorite movies. It's so true. It's so true. I do... 
I would okay. Everything sounding good. Thank you, Abby, Sally, Wicked, Lazy, Just a Tiny Taste, Whomstantive, The Loyals, The Friends. I know you're a cinephile yourself, Abby, Sally. I know you're. I know you all like good art out there. Welcome and thanks for joining us for the season finale. <laughs> Is it a series finale? Series finale. The technically. series finale of my favorite podcast colon <laughs> my favorite Paulcast colon. A mini series about <laughs> the films of Paul Thomas Anderson, comma, the Polly Awards. Yes, that's true. It, well, that's the that's the entire title. That's the entire title. I um, said Paul Thomas Anderson in the in the thing. Jesus Christ! Rocky, no! They're gonna laugh. They're You're gonna such laugh a at you. Fuck for that, bro. I watched Carrie for the first time recently, and they say we're, they're gonna laugh at you. I think in that movie. I also watched Carrie for the first time recently. But your screening was like fucked, right? Uh, it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me in a movie theater happened during that screening outside of the realm of what was actually happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to love the candy opening right next to the mic when they listen to this in a week. That's going to be awesome. They should. Well, they should. It's awesome. They're lucky. Um, during maybe like five minutes into the movie, like we're just entering the world of Brian De Palma's Carrie. Mm-hmm. A person makes... The gnarliest, like, growl, scratching, like, depraved, like, fighting for my life, like, squeal I've ever heard. And it goes on for about 10, 15 seconds. That's longer than I realized. Yeah, it was about, probably about a good 10 seconds. Lights come up. Movie stops. We're all looking behind us and, like, over the seats. And a guy just sat there and went... I'm so sorry, everyone. I don't know why that happened, but I'm fine. <laughs> and it ru- it ruined the movie for everybody. Yeah, so stupid. That sounds pretty terrible. It was awful. Did anything like that happen to you? Well, you were watching it at a freaking graveyard, for God's sake. I went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for Cinespia, which, if you're not in Los Angeles, basically they put on movie screenings in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery on the side of a big mausoleum. It's a weird sensation, but sometimes it's good. Saw the Matrix there once. I think Carrie was my favorite screening I'd seen there in that regard. One time they did Buffalo 66. Really? Did you know that? No. It's so fucked up that I missed that. That when, we missed that. When did that happen? Like pre-pandemic, I think. A lot of more people were <laughs> a lot more people were willing to uh indulge Vincent Gallo pre-pandemic. So true. So now they're true. like, he sucks. Now he's like the president. <laughs> now he's the president. He, and we all like you don't him. have to like. Well, you don't have to like him, but you do have to respect him because he is the president. True, so true. Also, yeah, Humstantive, I I respect it that you hate good art. That's that's probably the right move, I think. Um. So if you're listening to this in the future, welcome to my favorite podcast. This is the podcast about people's favorite things. I am the host of the show, whether you like it or not. Probably not. Noah Marger, in person with my friend. For the first time during this entire miniseries, you know him from Everything Now show. You know him from probably you've probably seen him trying to break into buildings at night if you're living in Los Angeles, trying to scour whatever he can for the next day because mm-hmm. he's a bit of a hoodlum. But for the last time on this series, please welcome my friend, the very funny Rocky Pajarito. Dunham. 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 
Dunham. I, I, I. Dunham. Dunham. This got bad really, real quick. Real easy and real quick. Movies. And that's how they go. Eating some popcorn and sucking that soda. Are you guys deleting this channel after this episode? <laughs> I'm deleting it mid-episode. Yeah, this is we're actually done. We locked Jake out of the garage. He can't do anything about it. We've taken over the studio. We're doing a 24-hour takeover of yeah. everything. Well, this is also not only is this the it's the end of one thing, but the beginning of another thing. This is not only the end of the Paul cast, but this is the first inaugural Everything Now Hangouts stream. Let's fucking And on go. this channel, I mean, in the past we've done things like Sydney used to bake stuff. Jake would play Spider-Man. I would talk about movies or something. Alex would like, you know, listen to tapes and stuff. What is happening behind us? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? This is a fucking car crash for 160 grand, dude. I love that I can't not get ads. They're doing it's awesome <laughs> in between these trailers. It's awesome that they're even doing like user-generated content for like insurance commercials now where they're like yeah. if you go out and you get in a car accident, we'll give you $25,000. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking sick. That's a pretty good way to get money. Um, also, I think my, I think a family member of mine is getting scammed currently. <laughs> that's, a, that's, another, that's for another time. So um, Can we go into it a little bit? <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of the, Have you seen on Instagram people being like posting about like their like Bitcoin guru who's like. Oh, I think that's a hack. Yeah. It's a hack? I think because I had someone that happened to someone I kind of know. Yeah. And it seemed like that she had been completely brainwashed by a. Yes. By a Bitcoin person. Yeah. And then about five days after I saw the initial post, she was like, ignore this, like whatever that was on my page, ignore it. It was right. a hack. Yeah. I would, I would think that also, but my, my family member keeps on DMing me the posts, but I guess maybe that would be part of the hack. It would where be part it's of like, the hack to make it seem like legit. I just feel weird that I'm like related to this person. So it seems like they're trying to prove something to me. Well, they're trying to, they're pyramid scheming you big time. Oh, God. Anyway, I shouldn't have brought that up. Well, um, so how much Bitcoin do you have? I have zero. <laughs> I never got into it. I never jumped on board with that. Even though I do, in hindsight, I would like some um, disposable income that I can spend irresponsibly. Absolutely. <laughs> buy a fucking jet ski or some shit. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be... I would buy arcade machines, honestly, and it would go poorly. Um, also, Hoomston, what do you mean? Where did I put Feed Zach? I hope he comes in. I love that guy. Where did he go? Where'd he go? Feed Zach. I love you. Make fun of our opinions. Um, Feed Zach. So anyway, yeah, this channel is up and running, and we'll make it a little more robust, and you can come here and see your favorite Everything Now cast members, friends, and family do things that aren't exactly the Everything Now show that you know and maybe love. Probably not. Uh, I'm so sorry that I did that. Okay. Oh, I, was, I have a surprise for you, Noah. Oh, I just, I'm going to burp real quick, and that reminds me. Oh, I got a surprise for my me. friend. I haven't had lunch, so I'm going to Postmates myself some food. <laughs> it's 3.08 p.m. <laughs> On a Wednesday? On a Wednesday. Oh, boy. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's a good surprise. 
You are going to feel like such shit when you see my surprise at the end of the show. <laughs> oh no, is it food? I hope so. It's uh it's a full it's a it's actually I'm giving you a Mr. Beast burger franchise. It's a full meal. Can you explain what this podcast is and how long it lasts? No. No, no we're not no. going to explain how long it lasts. Um this podcast, first of all, my favorite podcast is a podcast hosted by Noah Marger, yep. friend of the Everything Now show. Uh, and stand up comedian and comedian in his own right. Artist, filmmaker, Aww. Renaissance man. Come on now. Lover. Um, fighter. Fighter. Bullfighter, specifically. These are getting kind of gross. Anyway. They suck shit. Um, Noah has a podcast where he brings on guests, many of which have been on the Everything Now show before. And they discuss things that they obsess over, things that they're really in love with, things that really mean a lot to them. Um, uh oh, dad's here. Uh, we're just explaining what Noah's podcast is. Dad's here. The Everything Now show has entered. Uh, we we promise Everything Now show we won't do anything too irresponsible. And we're only going to use the $20 that you left us for pizza on pizza. Just for pizza. Not pornography. Not renting Blockbuster. Not walking a mile and a half to the nearest Blockbuster and then getting tired halfway down the road. And needing a ride from our very <laughs> suspicious uncle. Um, <laughs> anyway. Is that a good description of your podcast, Noah? It's a perfect description of my podcast. Cool. Um, and I took a long break from it from November of last year, a year ago. I mm -hmm. took a break from November 2021 to August 2022. Mm -hmm. And I came back with this podcast because the last episode of my favorite podcast that I recorded before I took a break was with Rocky. <coughs> this is the worst time to be coughing, and I'm doing it right now, and it's awesome, and everyone thinks it's so fucking cool. I'm embarrassed. Cool. It sucks. Um, no, nah, it's cool. It's great. The last episode we recorded was about Punch Drunk Love, Rocky and I's legacy favorite film. Collective maybe even favorite still film. Favorite film. Partially how we became friends, I would say. Agreed. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. The fact that we kind of both realized that we both really liked that movie, and um, it's nice to talk about things that you love with other people who love that stuff. It is. And that's how this podcast became a thing. I think I gotta close that door. It got really loud outside. Yeah, I gotta I was close just that trying door. to air it out in the in the Everything Now studio, but oh, there's a literal guy with a leaf blower. <laughs> I thought it was like a guy. I thought it was like you know, like a lawnmower next door or something. But a guy with a leaf blower backpack literally walked past the doorway. That was awesome. That was really funny. Um, Hold on, I'm back. Okay. There we go. That was seamless. You didn't. You did. It looked. It looked good on the stream. Man, no one knows that I freaked out for a second. I once got owned by saying Punch Drunk Love was my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Little did I know. It's so true. You were ahead of the curve, and um, I don't know. I feel like only recently, probably with Uncut Gems, officially yeah. entered the Sandler drama reclamation period. Even though it's always been there. He's always, always been there. He's always been there. He's always been capable. Punch even <laughs> even in his not as like body comedy films like Big Daddy, he yeah. shows true acting chops. Absolutely, yeah. I dare say there's a little bit of stuff in Happy Gilmore yes, that has a absolutely. little a little heart in it, even though it's a very ridiculous comedy ultimately. But yeah, I mean, did he do any dramas before Punch Drunk Love? I can't think well of any i can't think of well the wedding singers definitely got a lot of heart yes yes another it, movie that has a, a big old heart on it that is also not that one i'd say is a little more yeah that and big daddy are kind yes. of the ones that are like 
that show you that he's got it. Yes, and that these movies have broader appeal yes. than just like, you know, Billy Madison fucking bonking itself over the head which, for two hours, which, which is great. And that's great. actually one of the best movies of that era, in my opinion. It so. is, and it's, it's its own ability. Yes. To be able to do that while still yeah. remaining. The guy picked the perfect time to come by with this fucking leaf blower. It's okay, the door's closed. It's okay. Um, but um, nonetheless, I stopped doing this podcast for a little bit. Wanted to bring it back because I said to Rocky, hey, would you do... We love both love Paul Thomas Anderson. We both love Punch Drunk Love. Speaking of. <coughs> Speaking of. Speaking of. For the listeners, there's a big screen behind us right now, and it's showing... We're in a movie theater right now. in a movie theater. It's showing uh, Barry Egan absolutely about to jack his little putt off. Getting bodied by a phone sex worker. Um, but I said to him, hey, would you be down to do sort of a My Favorite Podcast miniseries? We both love Paul Thomas Anderson so much. Would you be down to do it with me for a couple months? And he said yes. And so we figured like out. Like a fool. <clears throat> like a big fool. Like a damn fool. You made a big mistake and I capitalized off it, which is just what capitalism is in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Except I don't make any money off this fucker. Um, haha. Haha. Very Slurp funny. Juicington says it smells weird in here. You know it smells weird in there. Yeah, you know it smells crazy in there. You know it smells crazy in two this boys, movie theater. Two boys like us yep. wearing these fucking hats. It's true. Um, and this is the final episode, and we, we talked about licorice pizza last week, which everyone loves and doesn't have uh, opinions about. Um, <laughs> uh, we an talked easy about movie to enjoy and easy, not talk about in yeah. a weird way. Or think it's just mid, which is kind of where you and I fall on it, where we just like, yeah, yeah. this movie's okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of disappointing, actually. But um, yeah. we, we, I didn't want to leave that as sort of the last thing. I wanted to sort of have a capper. I wanted to have so like a final thing uh, to go out on. And I said, what better way to celebrate the miniseries? And PTA, then to have a little bit of an award show. Yeah. And we've already sort of integrated it into the, the structure and the process of a normal episode of My Favorite Podcast, or My Favorite Podcast, rather, where each episode we give specific awards to the movie that we are covering and we just stick within the world of that movie. Yep. Yup, that's how it works. Yup, and you know it, and you fucking smell it, and you go, Yup, that's a fucking episode of a podcast <laughs> if I've ever smelled one. Yup. <laughs> and you say it like this, you go, Yup. Say it again. Yup. I like that. Oh! What is this? The Adam Friedland show? What is this? My my wife. What, what is, is that? What's that from? <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> you're, just, you're just doing that bit before the show started. Where are you going? My wife. I'm like, what um, is that from? Why does that exist? Anyway, if you have not listened to the podcast, you're in trouble, honey. You're in trouble. You're not going to understand any of the references. But feel free to check it out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You Literally. can hear all 11 episodes, including this one. Including this one right now. Right now. And you can catch up. It's being simulcast on yeah. Spotify treat, this week. Treat it like, if you haven't listened to Blank Check, treat it like a, a, like a little book club between Noah and I. But it's a movie club. Sort of a movie club. And you get to watch all these movies and see how this, uh, one of the finest American filmmakers develops his style over the years and brings us such classics like the one behind us. Like uh, There Will Be Snacks. Uh, main scene chat spam reset. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have it on like it disappears. I don't know why I did that. This is a new channel, so all the overlays are new too, so you're going to have to forgive us. I am contemplating taking the chat off the screen as well. Dude! What do you think? I say take those fuckers off the screen. Take them off the fucking grid! I'm an oil man, Rocky. I I need to see my oil. (laughs) Do you know Nick Nolte was the voice of the bear in Over Over the Hedge movie? Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. It's kind of big. Um, Sorry, folks. We can still see you. 
I guess it's just for the for the VOD or whatever. Chat's big. We can't. We hate him. We see. We see him right there. Chat's big. Shabba dabba doobie. Is that something? Shabba doobie. You know what? Chat is so. I'm changing my mind. I'm leaving the chat on the screen, and it's not disappearing. Great. Can we get more scrolling text and maybe some flashing lights? Yeah, I'll do my best. Great. I'll put the the opening credits for Enter the Void on the screen behind us. Oh, that will be so funny. You want me to do that? Sure. You want me to do that? Yep. That'd be great. I'm going to ask you one more time. You want me to do that? Nope. Okay. Uh, hello, Sunbro68. We can keep on talking. <laughs> um, so <laughs> We yeah. shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Oh, yeah. I got to figure out what I'm eating. Oh, yeah. What are you going to post? You're probably going to post with something like really sloppy and requires your hands to eat. Buffalo. Wild wings. Wild. That's good. Maybe panda, because I'll, I'll have to I'll have to eat with a, a fork and knife. And a spoon. You can just remove the giant block the black box behind the chat to declutter the screen. Crop the top 90%. You got it. Okay. Seems like someone in the chat wants to do your job for you. A little bit. No, it's just like, I'm not good at overlay stuff. I guess I'd be second best, though, maybe, of the group, unless Alex was thrown in there. Yeah, unless Alex was thrown in. But he's not. He's not thrown in there. Like, I put the opacity down, because it, otherwise it's um, dark chat. What's white chat? Let's oh, we cannot talk about white chat right oh, now. Oh, that looks worse. That looks so like shit. What about checker chat? If you're listening to this just as a podcast, you are not mm. going to believe how much uh, like shit it is. Yeah. yeah. What about custom? What's that? Save. When I was in high school, is I that made it? Up. Here, someone, someone, freaking. Oh, son, bro, so nice. These two handsome gents. There it is. Now you're kind of blocked by the uh, the chair there. How about I move y'all up a little bit? Oh, there bit. it is. I didn't even see that shit. God damn. God damn. I was in high school. That's I my made favorite a, TikTok sound. made a mockumentary with my friend about uh, an underground society of people who just roll cigarettes. Like they do like <laughs> hand rolled cigarettes. <laughs> and there was like a guy who was like the number one master of it. And he was like a big like... He was like a big, like he was like he was like the Dell Close, basically, <laughs> of like hand rolling cigarettes. Okay. And he had like a bunch of methods that were a little bit like obscure at the time, but like became like huge over the world and stuff. Sure, sure. And there was a senator in Florida who wanted to like put an end to like his shit. And I played the senator and my friend, uh, who was not directing that. We didn't make the movie with this other guy, but he was just in it. And he played the, the the roller. And it's about me going across the country to put a stop to his like. <laughs> His bullshit. <laughs> and then I get there and he like convinces me basically that like what he's doing is good. And I'm like, that guy's cool. That guy's so fucking cool. I love that guy. He's awesome. And then it like cuts back to him at the end and he goes, What did you think of Gavin? He's like, I don't care about that guy at all. <laughs> uh, so whenever you say customs, it makes me think of this scene <clears throat> where he's like describing the process of rolling. And he's like, Well, you got your regs right here, and it's just printer paper. <laughs> and he goes, and then you got your customs, and it's a Tootsie Tootsie roll wrapper <laughs> that he would have rolled the cigarette with instead. Oh shit, did I fix this? So that's Sorry. sort of interesting. It is interesting, and I'd like to see these movies. They exist, I can send it to you. Too easy to see chat right now. Thank you. Grant is roasting us from his bedroom. Grant, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you after this. That's um, a, that's a promise, baby. That's a, that's a, that ain't a threat. That's a fucking promise. Um, All right, we're 19 minutes into this stupid episode. Well, if some people weren't fucking talking about Orson Welles and Peter Bogdanovich while I was trying to set up this fucking show, then maybe it wouldn't happen like this. I'm just kidding. I love you, Grant. Okay. Um, Grant, I'm indifferent to you. <laughs> 
completely indifferent to you, Grant. Okay. You don't affect my life one way or the other. All right. Okay. All right. It's all right. It's, it's okay. okay. There's something to, to live for. for. Jesus, Jesus told me so. so. Shout out American Movie. One of the greatest films of all time. R.I.P. Mike Shank. R.I.P. Mike Shank. Um, special. What's the opposite of R.I.P.? Uh, rest in sludge. Rest in sludge. This Panda Express order <laughs> I'm, I'm making. Just, I'm just about to say, have you fucking gotten there yet? No. All right. If y'all, rice, if y'all have orange chicken, if y'all have in the chat have questions for us about Paul Thomas Anderson movies in general, anything that's in that general realm. I know movies is a big umbrella category, or Paul Thomas Anderson, or any of the Indian actors that we might main. bring up or whatever. Throw them in the chat. Rocky will probably be paying attention to the chat. Large Diet Coke with no ice. And he'll probably pick them out of the lineup. And if I think it's a good question, I'll answer it. And if I don't think it's a good question, I'll probably uh, ignore it. They got uh, Fanta Strawberry up in here. Which, which uh, you don't want to say which Panda Express is. I, get I could. I don't think you should. I could. Cousin, um, cousinly Mon. I should put a poll up so I should see if you should kill Noah. Okay. It looks like they want to fight. Looks like it. Maybe this episode will end in violence. Well, it probably is going to end with me probably doing bodily harm to Grant upstairs at the very end. Sprinting up the staircase. <clears throat> um, these fucking ads are killing me. Here we go. These ads are killing me. These, they're saying these ads are killing me. <laughs> so as soon as you put this order in, I want to start doing this. Priority. So it gets here sooner so I can eat during the show. It's an extra two bucks, but listen, I don't think there's a price that you aren't willing to pay. It's true. For something like this. It's true. He should say it. It's true, and you should say it. I'm placing the order. We're ready now to take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, where Carl Phillips, our commentator, will interview Professor Richard Pearson. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Why did you post that just a tiny bit? That case? sounds like a Simpsons thing. It does, yeah. It does sound like a Simpsons bit. So this last episode, let's find a way to kill off the main characters by the end. That's true. One of us will die. It sounds like Kent Brockman going, Kent Brockman reporting. Here we go. We're going to bring uh, to Princeton University where Carl Phillips, mm -hmm. our commentator, will interview. <laughs> Artie Pie in the Sky here. That's my, that's my favorite Simpsons characters. God damn it. This cough is not leaving me alone. So... So what we, are we doing today? We have some categories. This is for all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. This is for all the marbles. This includes Hard Eights, Boogie Nights, Clap. Magnolia. Clap. Punch Drunk Love. Clap. There Will Be Blood. Clap. The Master. Clap. Uh, Inherent Vice. Clap. Junoon. Not for me. Phantom Thread. Clap. And Licorice Pizza. Clap. That's like when you. That's like when you're in high school and they're like reading off a list of names, and each one gets one singular large clap mm -hmm. from the auditorium. Like someone won an award or something. That's true. Oh, it, duh! It's from Orson Welles's live broadcast of War of the Worlds. Nice. Duh. Nice. Duh. I like talking about that when I gave the tours at Paramount Pictures. Yeah, we talked. We about still that. haven't figured out how to do an Orson Welles. We tried it once. Ah, the French. <laughs> That's not too easy. Hello, Pinky. It's time to take over Pinky. the world. That's just Maurice Lamarche, who does a perfect Orson, Orson Welles. Welles. Yeah. It's true. Um, Same thing we do every night, Rocky. Give out some awards <laughs> to Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Don't you realize I'm the third man? Um, that's that's it, right? They say the third man in no, the movie. I don't think so. Don't um, you know they call? Don't you know, Rocky? They call <laughs> me Citizen Dr. Kane. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know, Scott? They called it Citizen Kane. <laughs> they were gonna call this movie Citizen Freaking Kane. 
put put laser beams on my freaking mini me. <laughs> and he says mini me instead of Rosebud. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that was actually um, the guy from Citizen Kane's last words. Yeah, <laughs> was mini me. What's his fucking name in that movie? Uh, it's fuck Charles Foster Kane. That's it. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Grant's gonna kick my ass. My uh, Grant's gonna kick my fucking ass. My uh, my grandfather mm-hmm. uh, is like from the time it was born in and around when Citizen Kane came out and everything. Sure. So like even in and around that time, they were like Citizen Kane is like the greatest movie of all time right. and stuff. Yeah, I saw a movie called Hell's a Poppin' within the past year, and there's straight up Citizen Kane references. That movie's made in like 1941. Yes. So it's literally like they were making references to like the social network if they made it in 2010 or something. Literally. Like it's like the movie that came out and we all agree is canonized already. That's pretty interesting. I think that's that's, that's kind of neat. And also Citizen Kane is good. So I don't know. It's really good. If you like Citizen Kane or even don't like it, you can listen to the 100th episode of uh, It's on the List with Noah and Mason. We talk about Citizen oh, Kane yeah. quite a bit in that. I say something on that episode, don't Rocky's I? Rocky's in the episode. And so is like Chris Chalankian. And I think you had COVID at the time. I think I had COVID at the time. That's true. You, your bit was really fucked. It really threw me and Mason for a loop. What What? What did I do? It I don't want like to a... say it in case someone wants to go listen to it, but uh-huh. you, let's just say... We asked you to talk about Citizen Kane. You wanted to talk about something else. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I vaguely. I vaguely do remember that. Um, I said, I said, I said, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> I said, I vaguely remember kicking the chicken hawk's ass. Oh, my God. Okay, so Grant says that the emojis he sent are a fuck, Mary kill question. I believe that's Mewtwo. Oh, come on, Grant. Is that Mewtwo? Uh, I got to look here. Okay, it's Mewtwo. And Uncle Joe? No, I think it's Tony Soprano. Oh, Tony. It's an Uncle Joe emoji. Oh. But it's of Tony Soprano. And then Grant Crater from Everything Now. So we have Fuckberry Kill, Mewtwo, Tony Soprano, and Grant Crater of Everything Now fame. I God, I mean, as much as I'd like to hang out with Tony, I think he would kill me eventually if uh if he needed to. Oh, so you're like thinking you're playing the long game. I'm trying to just kind of get ahead of the curve here. Um, Well, if you fuck Tony, I think you're safe also. That's true. All right. Because think about it. No spoilers, obviously, but every, no spoilers, everyone Tony fucks in that show is fine. Is that true? That can't be true. Well, there maybe is that one person who I, I don't remember what happened to her. There's that, that woman who loses her mind, kind of. But she doesn't die, I don't think. Doesn't she like hang herself? Or is that like a dream sequence? I don't remember. It's been, it's been like two years since I've seen the show all the it's way through. It's been one year. I guess it's been two years since I've seen <gasps> The Sopranos all the way through. That was a COVID watch for me. But uh, a pandemic we're, we're, watch for me, rather. We're talking We're talking about the same woman, though. Yeah, she kind of... The one that kind of ruins his life for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I'll kill Tony Soprano as well. I'm killing Tony Soprano. I'm having sex with Mewtwo and Grant... Dun, dun, da, dun. Do I smell wedding dum, bells? Dum, dum, da, dum. I'm marrying Grant, Grant and I'm going to kiss his mouth. Um, Glor- yeah, she does kill herself in a dream. That's right. Yeah. Good dream. The dream episodes of Sopranos. But it happens in a dream. The some of the best the movies dr- ever made. They're, it's some of the best anything ever. She, but okay. she kills herself in the dream. I guess spoiler uh-huh. for Sopranos. She kills herself in the dream. I guess. Right. I, guess I guess it's clearly yeah, a major spoiler. I, look, who? Uh, all right, it, tell us in the chat if you've seen The Sopranos or not, and uh, I guess we'll see. You know, just how much we should be precious about this kind of business. Grant, do you stop yourself from spoiling The Sopranos to people still? 
Whomstenov, not seen. Just Tiny Taste, seen. Wicked Lazy, just says me. Grant, I'm marrying Rocky and Googling Glory. <laughs> good, good. Okay, so I guess to the fu- but just to, to keep it clear here, we're fucking you two. We're doing the same thing. We're, we're fucking, we're you, fucking two. you two. Marrying Grant and killing Tony. killing Tony Soprano. Yes. What do you think, Tony? If Tony, I wish I could do a Tony Soprano impression so bad. But I, what do you think he would think of Paul Thomas Anderson movies? Um, <laughs> well, what the he, fuck is this? He would like. He would love. There will be blood. I love think he, he would sit on his ass eating ice cream, watching There Will Be Blood on TCM. Absolutely. Because um, you know every family on the East Coast got TCM. Yeah. Well, he, he watches TCM, doesn't he? Isn't well, that he pro- yeah, he probably watches it for like Rio Bravo and like right, exactly that kind yeah. of stuff. That's. I mean, I think that's like kind of canonized yes. as a kind of like American, you know, like what what do you call it? Like the kind of like the, the the open plane type of story of America. You yeah, know? like the Manifest Destiny type exactly. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the John know, Wayne shit. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's kind of at the. Oh yeah, absolutely. The modern the, whatever side happened of it. To the strong, silent type, Gary Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then I don't know. He probably like watch the master and like secretly like it, but feel kind of like weirded out about it too. He'd be like, I don't really, I don't, I can't do Tony. I'm just doing Marlon Brando whenever <laughs> I do Tony of the Godfather. But he'd be like, I don't I've not really. Seen, don't care about spoilers though. Okay, cool. Um, the show ends on "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. I think Christopher Moltisanti would love Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, he'd probably. Would he like Punch Drunk Love a lot? Because he, he's like an angry fellow. I think I think it would be one of those things where he hates it, but it's because he relates too hard to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna see and that shit com- and be like, "Man, that guy's a." And then he'd say a slur. Yes. For yes. Gay person. Yes. Exactly. In Italian parlance, um, even though deep down he knows that he's as sad and pathetic and lonely as Barry Egan. And Polly'd be like. Hey, I don't know. Thought it was pretty funny. Hey, that licorice pizza. He shows that that girl shows him his tits. <laughs> Isn't that funny tone? That's a bad Polly. <laughs> Ain't that funny tone? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get lost. They, they get lost in Pine Barrens, but they're just talking about the age gap thing <laughs> from licorice pizza. It's like I don't see, I don't see what the big deal is. And Christopher's like, you I'm gotta telling you, see Polly, what the big deal is. It's seven and no more. So no more than that. Seven years and that's it the limit. It crosses the threshold, Tony. <laughs> Abby Sally, never seen The Sopranos, but what happened solely... Okay, yeah, that's I'm kind of the same way about some other shows where, like, I don't know if I need to watch Game of Thrones. Everyone just kind of fucking describes it for me on Twitter, I guess. Uh, Tony laughing and smiling when pain view... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There, yeah, so we can all agree that Tony Soprano would really love There Will Be Blood. He would love it. He would love it. He would love that. I think that he would think Inherent Vice is cool, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he would, like like... Love it. He'd be like, that was kind of a weird movie, but yeah. I liked it. That, I mean, it probably reminds him of being a kid. Yes. Because that's just the many saints of Newark a little bit. He would think that the main kid in Licorice Pizza, the Cooper Hoffman character, is like a great A pick. Oh, Gary Valentine. He yeah. would want AJ to be like Gary yeah, Valentine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why don't you pick up any 25-year-olds? <laughs> AJ! You're fucking junior in high your school. Mother, you're breaking your mother's heart, AJ. You're fucking character actor. No, whatever. He's a, he's a child actor. <laughs> That you know movie. that guy became a professional poker player? Gary Val- the, the 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 Gary Getzman? Oh, AJ. Really? AJ, I cannot Robert something. Yeah. I've I listened to 20 minutes of their Yeah But Still episode. Yes. Along with and, uh, um, the, Meadow. The, yeah, the the woman who plays Meadow. Jamie Lynn Sigler. Yes. Yes. Anyway, what other podcasts <laughs> have you listened to? <laughs> He'd be pissed off and confused about inherent vice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who isn't? Who isn't? This is not truly. an original thing to say, but Tony Soprano would love Come Town. <laughs> 
he'd be like, that's some funny shit. I mean, he, he definitely listens to Stern, like canonically. Hey, Tone, they're doing you as a Pakistani guy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So let's get to some awards. <laughs> oh, boy. It is hot in here, people. My food's here in 30 minutes. All right. 30 minutes? It couldn't be that long. I think it's coming around the corner. Five, oh. What? Is it coming around the corner to you right now? It says estimated arrival 405, but look at that. It's like right, it's just down the street. Oh, you know what? I think that's they're wrapping up at the restaurant. Right. So they're, they're okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, what other TV show characters would like Paul Thomas Anderson movies? Um, Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson. Homer Simpson. What is Peter Griffin's favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Great question. It can also lead us into our first award category. Okay. okay. I think Peter Griffin's favorite would be uh, Boogie Nights. I think it's got to be Boogie oh, Nights. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. That's a big duh. Lois, you can see their fucking tits in the movie. That's a one. That's a winner for me. <laughs> that's a winner for me, Lois. Peter, you got to stop jacking it to fucking Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Lois, they're showing Marky Mark schlong. You know? <laughs> yeah, he would love that. He'd be like, Jesus Christ, that guy's got a freaking schlong on him. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like a third arm. And then Stewie would be like, ooh. <laughs> that's, ooh. that's a bad. <laughs> it, that's my favorite impression of yours, but that's kind of a bad Stewie Griffin. <laughs> it implies that Stewie Griffin's like, he wanders into a scene like, hey, Stewie, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. Mommy. Christopher Moltisanti would like Paul Thomas Anderson. That is true. Thank you, Grant, for backing me up on Fox that. Fox Mulder. Yeah, yeah, Fox Mulder would probably that's like. X that's, uh, Fox Mulder is David Coveney. Yes. He'd probably like Greg Araki movies, but they all have to do with aliens, so that's why I say <laughs> that. Okay, he moving on. He would love on. Smiley Face. He would love Smiley Face, probably. He'd love uh, Mysterious Skin, a great film. He would love it, and if that's a, that is a true movie that I don't think you can watch more than once. I was just saying, I was thinking in my head, I don't think I can watch Mysterious Skin again. No, it's really fucking crazy. No. Although, in that movie, Marilyn Cub, star of Punch Drunk Love and Magnolia. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. What are we doing? Dude, we've been doing the podcast this whole fucking time. Yeah, I have to pee now. This sucks. This sucks. This fucking blows. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to But I will say, I will say I'm doing what I really love doing right now. One of the things that I love doing, which is talking and podcasting with my friend Noah Marger. Yes! So even if this show kind of stinkos, then I had fun. Yes! I had fun. So the character from a PTA film who I think is most likely to watch Family Guy. I think we should do that one first. Yeah. I got I got a tie for this award. Okay. Anyway, so basically the conceit of this episode is we're giving awards out. We're giving awards out to all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. And um, we can pull from any movie. Any movie. Any of the ten? The ten, ten films. Yes. That we talked about. That we talked about. Yes. Um, we we talked about there's an episode of our show where we talked about his music videos, some of his short films, uh, his SNL sketch and some other stuff. So if you want to listen to talk, listen to us talk about the smaller things, go listen to that episode. But right now we're just talking about his feature films uh, and all these awards have to do with those. All the nominees are going to come from those movies, whether they're filmmakers, the actors, the scenes within the movie, music drops in the movie, that kind of thing. They all come from one of the features. My process for this, at least on a whole, mm -hmm. was uh, one part of me wanted to kind of be like the MLB All-Star game and just kind of be like, fuck it, like 
every movie has to be represented in this in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing a little bit, but I'm going to I'm going to try and keep it short. I'm also well. I just kind of realized like I just clearly have favorites. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, mean, we're probably not going to talk much about licorice pizza today, unfortunately. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. I don't think so. Which, sorry to those people who love it out there. Uh, we just kind of came to a conclusion that we're not really huge fans of it. So, Cousinly, is it Cousinly? That's Grant. Yeah, it's Grant. Cool. Eddie and Reed from Boogie Nights, Watch Family Guy. Yes, absolutely. So, my yeah. winner for this category, mm-hmm. drum roll, please. <sighs> Daniel Plainview and Eddie Adams. Both get the award for a character yeah, shut that would, the fuck up. <laughs> character that would most likely watch it because I could see Daniel Plainview being so intrigued uh. <laughs> by Family Guy being like, "What is this?" No, I don't know about that. No, it would be so funny yeah, to watch him right. watch it. He'd be like, "What is this? <laughs> what, what are they discovering over there? <laughs> Why are they doing oh, that? Oh man! Why are they cutting away to Conway Twitty, my favorite artist?" Okay. And then, of course, Eddie Adams would just think it's hilarious. Sure, sure, You can sure, at least sure. get behind me that Eddie Adams would love Family Guy. Yeah. Eddie from Boogie Nights. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to posit that... <laughs> we brought our... We brought expert scientists we brought, into the yeah. lab. Um, to yeah, determine but, which characters yeah. from Paul <laughs> movies are most like Family we Guy. We have a whiteboard behind us. Um, no, I think Doc Sportello would watch Family Guy. Absolutely. I think Doc Sportello would absolutely watch <laughs> and enjoy Family Guy. I gave it to him when we covered Inherent Vice for that category. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Um, he's reacting to television in this scenario. Uh, he's amazed by television conceptually. <laughs> That's true, yes. So Daniel Plainview would be so... Like, mind blown that he's seeing these images. I think it goes deeper than that. I think he would legitimately Enjoy think that the show Seth is Seth MacFarlane's Family Guy? Yes. All right. I think that he would think that Stewie and Brian are hilarious together. <laughs> Why are they talking to that, to well, that so teddy bear? Were there, like, there must have been, like, you know, Bing and Bob style thing? Because isn't that what Brian and Stewie basically are like doing? Like a Punch and Judy type thing? Yeah, yeah, because that's kind of what like the whole Road 2 thing. Like, they do literal oh, Road yes. 2 episodes. They, those, are, those are takeoffs of Bob Hope movies. Exactly. Yes. So that there are there is foundation within the kind of history of screwball comedies and musicals and stuff like that. So sure, I could see in the way that Daniel Plainview would go to watch like vaudeville or something, yes. you know? Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that you're he right. would perhaps enjoy an episode. Um, he canonically watched Mighty Mouse. Yeah, that's a fair. Yeah, I mean, there. That's. I think you hear that in, in in the background, maybe, or something at some point. Is that true? I don't know. I'm just trying to justify some weird shit now. But Eddie Adams and Reed Rothschild. Oh, yeah. As as, uh, as Grant said. Incredible in the chat. answer. Yeah. Yes. And you I mean you can't deny that the boys from Licorice Pizza would probably be enjoying it. The too. whole friend group. Yeah. Yeah. They're watching Family Guy, and uh, Alana couldn't come over because she's busy watching. The West Wing with her family or something. <laughs> they got advanced copies of the West Wing. Yeah. Well, the boys are watching fucking Family Guy. Yeah, that's we got, true. You gotta have a logic leap here. I um. Would Barry Egan watch Family Guy? No, he'd no. be watching like. He would be like. Well, he, he watches like local like <laughs> courtrooms. Like. I was just. About, I think he would be like into trash reality TV. Yeah. Sure. Like what? I don't know if The Bachelor was a thing in 2002. But like that, it might have just been about existing at that point. Yeah. That level of tra- like trash reality TV. Sure, and maybe he'd be a little sad about it. I guess. 
Um, stop justifying Noah's trash take. I don't look. I don't know. That's what this whole podcast has been. Me Fuck just. Off. <laughs> And Noah's pissed now. Okay, I'm actually just pissed at Cousinly Man. <laughs> so I'm pissed at. It's gonna be a fight. I know it. So yeah, my I, I'm giving it to Doc Sportello. I think he'd have a good time watching Peter and his antics. Sure, because it, it reflects his own life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like uh, this is a perfect satire on the squareness of being in a nuclear family in the in the mid to late 70s. An absurdist take. Yeah, <laughs> you can't deny a pensiony a pension esque yeah. take. Family Guy is a pension esque. <laughs> look at the nuclear family it, it is and the newest seasons are even more pension-esque in some ways so they say people are saying that the new season of the simpsons is good can you believe that um in some ways i can because some i have some very funny people right on that show it's christine true. nangle and brody gupta are so funny brody gupta shout out it's true in the doc um uh versus my mouse and other cartoons yeah is is there a scene in um inherent vice the book where like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck kind of like appear to Doc Sportello, or am I just um That's Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That sorry. was sorry. Sorry. I'm so fucking stupid. That was Joe Dante's Looney Tunes back in action I was thinking about. Duh. I think I'm going to get into video podcast producing. That might, uh, I'm enjoying it too much. This is really fucking good. Yeah, give me some shots, man. I'll, 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 I'll punch in when necessary. Uh, all right, let's move on to a different category. You pick the next one. I pick that one. What are we um, doing next? I'm thinking um, maybe just... Um, <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm picking the next category. Screw you guys. I'm getting Panda Express. It's my turn to pick the movie. <laughs> and I want to watch Punch Drunk Love. No, Kitty, it's my Punch Drunk Love. Kitty, that's my laser disc of Boogie Nice. <laughs> that is so good. Kitty, now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kenny, we're not watching Licorice Pizza again. <laughs> Because Ken, Kenny wishes he was rich like Gary Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes he was. He wishes he fucked like Gary Valentine. It just sucks. <laughs> okay, I love this. Loaded with uh, Rocky. Do you need? A, I do need a soundboard. I do need a soundboard. Rocky's not allowed to have one. They've 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 denied my <laughs> my ask of this at the Everything Now Corporation. My food might be here. I don't think it's here. I think it just got picked up by the fucking worker i'm tracking my order boy they are far away okay pick the next category for god's sake today we are discussing here's some crazy pot just create some crazy categories what's the funniest moment in a pta movie why the fuck aren't you doing these on our show what these voices do you want me to do you want <laughs> i'll do i'll do a cartman <laughs> i'll do a guy who like is very normal and is trying to live a good, like, you know, honest life, but he incidentally has Cartman's voice. Like, he, <laughs> like, like he just can't, like. <laughs> I'm trying to run for local office so I can, <laughs> so I can help fix the roads. But people don't take me seriously. Oh, sweetheart. I'm trying to do Leanne. They don't respect do my authority. See, that was organic. Apparently, I am good at improv. I was starting to think I wasn't. Dude, your goes that fucking that is a great. Imp I didn't know you could do that impression. I didn't realize it either. Although I do <coughs> kind of do Cartman voice when I am playing with my dog. I realize that's kind of like my my the baby voice. Jolie, stop thinking about this, Jolie. Jenny, stop it. Stop. Don't do that. Yeah, so that's kind of my baby voice for my dog. So incidentally, I've been fostering a good Cartman impression this whole time. There'll be blood now in theaters. <laughs> 
And then Peter comes and he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> That's a funny-ass fucking Carmen impression. Holy crap. Um, so funniest moment in a PTA movie? Funniest moment in a PTA movie. It's a good question. Because the guy can be funny. So when he wants to, he fucking brings the funny. Yeah. We, we, we agree on this. Um, some would dare say that... I mean, oh, fuck, man. Boogie Nights is just is sincerely... I love thinking about Boogie Nights as an earnest comedy. Sure. Kind of in like the classic sense of maybe like from a movie from the 50s or something where a comedy would also technically have, you know, genuine character development and drama and stuff. But it's kind of like the Shakespearean term, I guess, of comedy where like overall it is this kind of joyous, boisterous yes. kind of uh, um, affair of sorts. So, yeah, you can really pick... Anything from Boogie Nights, honestly. I have I have two I have two winners. Sure, I have, I have, go, I have a co-winner here. Go ahead, go ahead. So, Punch Drunk Love maybe to me is his most outright comedic film. Sure, like most like outwardly facing comedic film. Mm -hmm. You could pick almost any moment for me. There's so many good moments in that, but I think the one that always hits for me is the entire birthday party sequence. Yeah. There is so many yeah. jokes, both in your face and not in your face, happening in that sequence. Yeah. Uh, he would talk about how Tati was kind of a big impression on him when making Punch Drunk Love. And that scene in particular has a lot of good, very not directly pointed at jokes and yes. pieces of set design and costume design. Like when he says he brings a cake and Marilyn Rice comes like, cake, we already have a cake. And it cuts to another shot, and you see that they have the hugest fucking cake possible yes. on the table. But it's not like center frame or anything like that. They don't cut to a close-up of it or something. So he kind of populates his worlds in Punch Drunk Love with so much little detail. There's some, that's, they have such busy frames. Yeah, exactly. You see Louise Guzman doing crazy shit in the background when they're at the, you know, the, the warehouse and in Sherman Oaks and um, yeah, it, I agree. It's a very silly movie even past all of the horror-like anxiety. <laughs> and that's part of what makes it so funny is because it's so, it's so cool to watch him yeah. handle the anxiety mm -hmm. and the way that he just, he, he bottles it all up and he bottles it all up and that's more or less the first scene of the film where you get to see him explode a little bit yeah. when he straight up breaks a sliding glass door in front of his entire family. Yeah. And you also see a little portrait of him looking very sad, yes. <laughs> hanging up and, on the wall. And his family hates him in that yeah. moment. They're like, "Jesus, Barry, what the fuck? They Come on!" They kind of can't see past their cruelty as like they don't see it as cruel. They just kind of see that as how that's how that's how we that's are. how we treat Barry. You know, that's and, how we treat Barry because we called him gay boy when he was a kid. Yeah, exactly. We were calling him gay. <laughs> you were a little gay boy. We called you gay boy, and they're just kissing him on the cheek. Yeah, and all those, those all those actors who play the sisters are so good. For yes, the three seconds casting. that they're on screen. I see Karen Kilgariff of um, yeah of my favorite my favorite murder, I believe, and Mr. Show. Yeah, in, in the credits of that movie, and I keep on thinking is she one of the sisters, but I I feel like I'd never have clocked. She's her. the voice of the phone sex operator, I think. Oh, that interesting. I think interesting. I'm, I'm pretty sure she is. That's another Largo casting kind of thing. Yeah, he loved doing that. Yeah, PTA loved doing that. Next call center episode should have Rocky doing Carmen impression for five dollars. I will do that. I will do that. The other moment that is truly so funny, and it's in a movie that is extremely overloaded. Mm -hmm. But it always is funny is the fear the cock 
segment from Magnolia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That is so funny to me. Was it uh, Respect the Cock respect and the Tame cock. the Cunt? Yes, Respect the Cock. From Frank T.J. Mackey's seminar. The seminar stuff in that movie is so yes. fucking funny. All that seminar stuff is yeah. so good. The fucking, uh, the, the, the 2001 music coming really up. Really good. Yeah, him just like... Being like, flip to the, the 20th page on your blue pamphlets. How'd you guys like those nachos? <laughs> that might be one of the funniest lines in any in any PTA movie. How'd you guys like them nachos? We're not here for food. Though. And that's a very specific, it almost feels Mike judge Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. that little sequence. And yeah. I love Mike Judge's like, yes. there's something funny about Mike Judge, and there's also something comforting about Mike Judge, mm-hmm. yeah. where it's like, oh my God, I like... Business parks, like all these very suburban totally. trappings, and like the kind of pathetic humanity, yes, you know that, that exists you, within you, those. You kind of catch, yeah. Oh so I'm, I'm going to give it to those two those for are good. funniest moments. In I PTAs. I also really love it. Kind of cuts out. It's how they cut out of the scene when it says "you over there." I can't read your name tag. <laughs> like, that's such a funny specific detail because of the the nature of the lighting at an event like that. I yes. guess it just it's it's so good. Um, I think one of the funniest things in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie probably resides within the walls of There Will Be Blood. Sure. A very, I think a, that movie's a very funny. secretly funny movie. Yeah, a very secretly funny, funny film. I think Daniel Day-Lewis... Oh, yep. Just go ahead and present that. You guys catch that? You guys catch that? It's Family Guy season three. Exactly. The very premise of novelty toilet plungers absolutely is very yes. funny. I agree. Just a tiny taste. And yeah, Anger Management was like totally the next year, which is... With Sandler. Yeah, exactly. And he, yeah, that movie, I don't know. Punch Drunk Love took a long time for it to get its respect, I'd say. It's only within the last couple of years that it's been reappraised. And now I think people are actually kind of sick of hearing about Punch Drunk Love probably. to a certain, ex- to a certain Absolutely. extent. Absolutely. But I mean, I, that's probably because everyone was kind of sick of hearing about like Magnolia or something for a little bit too. Yes. But, you know. Well, that's what happens when something gets reappraised. Like, I'm kind of sick of hearing about Speed Racer at this point. I, I love Speed Racer, and yeah, I agree. I'm like suddenly like, fuck, I don't want to bring up the Wachowskis, even though I really love them, because everyone's fucking tired of talking about the Wachowskis. Yes. Even though it'd be nice if they made another movie that's not in the Matrix universe. Yes. If they could. Let them do whatever they want. If those lovely ladies could. Um, then again, I probably should watch uh, Sense8, but who knows. Shout out Cloud Atlas. Um, well, like Sense, great. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's something, there's some really funny things in uh, There Will Be Blood. Like a lot of. Just all of how Daniel treats his associates. Absolutely. Any, any way that he reacts or doesn't react to Eli Sunday is yes. some of the funniest fucking stuff ever. Just him trying to save face and then eventually just not giving a shit and like, you know, just going really yes. hard and mean as possible. Anytime Daniel is a man possessed, which he becomes more and more possessed over the course of yes. the runtime. It becomes increasingly scarier and funny, and that show it's a that movie's a great example of the line between horror and comedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's it just, is presenting it kind of as the parallel lines that they are. Yes, yeah. because one tick in either direction, the scene that's funny could be very scary, and mm-hmm. vice versa. Fucking same thing with Punch Drunk Love, a movie about anxiety. Yes, and uh, loneliness. The, the you first know? time I watched that movie, I did not think it was funny at all. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like it kind of doesn't register as a comedy. Um, but I guess some things in There Will Be Blood in particular that make me laugh are things like, don't be thick in front of me, Al. Don't be thick in front of me, Al, is one of the best lines yeah. he's ever like, written. Like, what is this? Why don't I own this? <laughs> it's such an explicit, like, look at the capitalist, like, you know, building his monopoly yeah. or whatever. But, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is so fucking funny. And it shows that he 
wanted to work at PTA because he loves Punch Drunk Love. And they kind of honed in, I think, on the same kind of direction of performance direction yes. that they did with it with Sandler in that movie. So I don't know. I think it kind of worked out. But yeah, There'll Be Blood, I think, is somehow easy, easily one of the funnier PTA movies. A great um, line that I just remembered from Boogie Nights is my wife's got a, a ass in her cock. Yeah, that's really good. That's really funny. Yeah, that's a really that's a really fun line. Yeah, fucking. Or uh, Jack says you have a great big cock. May I see it? Yeah, just and he stares at. It, he's like, well, I'm sure you'll do very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll do very well. Anything that Don Cheadle does with the cowboy shit in yes. Boogie Nights is also really funny. But that stuff's also really heartbreaking. I think I think Don Cheadle's the MVP of that movie for me at least. Um, I yeah, I mean, also any line that Philip Seymour Hoffman says, I think, will be funny, which I think can lead us into our next category. Boy, let's do it. Yeah, this is the Hoffies. <laughs> this is the there she goes. There he is, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, rest in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman, my favorite actor. Um, he died in 2013, so I don't know why we're talking like this. 2014. 2014. Was it really 2014? Yeah. No way. It was 2013 because I was still in San Francisco. It was February 2014. That's crazy. Yeah. I was still in San Francisco when that happened, though, because I remember going to screenings of Synecdoche, New York, and Punch Drunk Love. Anyway, he was a staple of all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, notably except for There Will Be Blood. They seemed to, yes. to take a specific break from each other, but then they would only come to make the master, which is kind of like the movie for Philip Seymour Hoffman, even though it is also a walking Phoenix, uh, display of strength. So I don't know, but we want to celebrate Philip Seymour Hoffman's amazing performances in these films. I mean, so I guess you only have so many nominees at this point, right? Yeah. So, I mean, just to, just to, just, we'll talk, let's, let's talk about it all down the briefly. line. Yeah. First, we got his amazing heat check oh, performance in heart eight. Speaking of there he is. Well, not, not there he is. Is he in this trailer? I wonder if he is. I don't remember him being in the trailer. Probably not. But yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman makes one of his first movie pr- appearances in Heart, Heart Eight, Eight as a young craps player. Who's just goading. Just fucking going. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I gotta pull it up. I gotta pull this shit up. I gotta pull this crap up. Um, so we got him there. We got Scotty J in Boogie Nights. Phil Parma in uh, Magnolia, mm-hmm. which is a very strange I don't character. know if I like Phil Parma. I mean, I like Phil Parma in theory, especially because, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman as a nurse, I think is a very beautiful... I mean, that character just exists to help. Yeah, it's like it's like the nicest part of Paul Thomas Anderson's heart as a character, yes. basically. And, and, he, and that character does have, unfortunately, one of the weirdest lines in the entire movie where he's like, this would be the part of the movie where I swear to God I need your maybe help and you w- can't hang up on yeah, me. Yeah, one of the worst aged Paul Thomas Anderson lines, yes. uh, in my opinion. Um, but at this point, he was, you know, Prince of Hollywood, coasting off of Boogie Nights, getting to do whatever the fuck he wants. So he was really just playing along and, you know, just, just having having his fun. So it's okay if he does stupid shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not really a fan of... Um, it's a bummer because I mean I guess it show, goes to show how much good stuff there is in Magnolia, but yes. he is not really one of my favorite parts of that movie. But it's not—I don't think it's his fault necessarily. No, no of that's course the part not. That no. He, that's the part that he was given. Exactly, and he he displays empathy so yes. heroically. I think in that in that movie, he, it's kind of a platonic dialogue situation where he exists kind of just to listen to Jason Robards yeah, for a lot of the movie. Exactly, and to cry like he just yes. like weeps throughout that movie, which is awesome and very beautiful because he's Philip Seymour Hoffman. We love him. Um, shout out to. Mitch F. Anderson in the chat. What's First up? time chat. 
Uh, you're on your work break. Uh, couches has swept everything so far, which is good. Yeah, Couch, the short film uh, starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> which is got the greatest use of a fart sound effect of all time. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe the worst thing that Paul Thomas Anderson has ever made. It, it definitely is. Um, but, you know, I think they had their fun making it probably. Uh, his name is almost Pill Pharma, though. Literally, yeah, literally. That's true. Like it's it's Big Pharma. Yeah. basically, is his name. They they probably can call him that at the at the nurses at at the rap party. Everyone called him Big Pharma. Yeah, Big Pharma. And then yeah, it's a little rude because he's a big boy, but also you know we own our girth. You know, he's like, hey, uh, Big Pharma. And then he was like, why don't you get the fuck out of here? Why don't you he shut said, the, cool? Why don't you shut the fuck up and tell me what the problem is? The one time the PA like had a little confidence, had some liquid <laughs> courage, and he's like, what's up, Big Pharma? And he's like, why don't you? You're never gonna work in this fucking town. You shut the fuck up. You're never gonna work in this fucking town again. I swear to fucking fucking God, pal. pal, I swear to God, you're out. Um. So yeah. Um. Phil Parma from Magnolia. You have Dean. Dean from Punch Drunk Love. The Mattress Man. Uh, I'm not gonna pull up the scene from Hard Eight, so I'm just gonna put the the trailers back on. Great. Um. And then uh, what else do you have? You have. um, And then you you have. Lancaster, uh, Lancaster Dodd, Dodd from the master. If you want to, if you were like the third host of this podcast, I would let you make an argument to include Cooper Hoffman from Licorice Pizza, but then we'd also kick your fucking ass. We'd be so, like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's our podcast. So we're not going to talk about C- Cooper Hoffman, even though God bless him. He is, he's, he's a little, he's a little good guy in that movie. He's, he's, fun, a good guy. he's fun to watch. Yeah. So for me, this is another tie. I want to give the shout out to two characters in specific because I want to, emphasize Paul Thomas Anderson is the there's only two celebrities I've ever genuinely cared about their death so far in my life mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman was one that happened the same year and the other was Robin Williams god damn one yeah. was February of 2014 the other was I believe August of 2014 I was getting my car washed when I learned Robin Williams died and me and the person at the cashier at the cash register were just fucking devastated it was so sad <laughs> yeah was, I mean I watch old clips of Robin Williams and I'm like Fuck, man. Yeah. That's like learning that, like, the smiley face that the smiley face is based off of was murdered. <laughs> yeah, gruesomely murdered. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely destroyed. Uh, yeah, two amazing actors, absolutely. I, around fucking late, late high school, early college, some of my favorite movies were World's Greatest Dad, a great Robin Williams yeah, performance. Underrated in my Robin Williams. Absolutely. Movie. And um, anything Philip Seymour Hoffman was in because he just was so good. And so I want to highlight. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's ability, not only as a leading actor, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Lancaster Dodd. Yeah. I mean, it's Another hard. very funny character, too. Very um, funny character. Yeah. I mean, the, all of PTA's best characters have a great sense of humor about them. Yeah. Because he has a great sense of humor about it making, about life, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I also, you know, saw, but those praises kind of sing themselves. I mean, he was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. He was, you know, so clearly, like... At the top of his game for like a kind of evil character mm-hmm. who had humanity, who was also pathetic. It's kind of everything you like in a Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Yeah. In a leading role, kind of a little bit of a villain also. Kind of gets to play the villain a little bit. Definitely. But by the end, he's like not even the ultimate villain of that movie. No, he's not at yeah. all. Um, um, also, hello to Internet Crow and everyone who's watching. Nuclear Goo. Mitch thank F. you for Anderson. being here. Thanks for joining us. I know it feels like you're kind of like just walking in on a conversation that you... Don't want to be a part, really of. a part of, and you don't want to be a part of. We don't want none of this shit. Uh, but we're just talking about Paul Thomas Anderson movies. We're kind of we're, we're wrapping up our last episode of our 
podcast about Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. So you'll just be hearing us kind of discuss all these films with reverence and, you know, just hearing our opinions and whatnot. And hop in if you hear us talking about an actor you like or a movie you like or didn't or you want to see or, you know, just whatever. If you have any questions about movies, about movie making, anything related to movies, throw it in the chat and we can derail ourselves and hang out with you guys for a little bit. Yeah, this is about to be a five hour thing. So a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I was trying to do a Doctor Evil, but that just fully. Went, I, it's like I Rocky. missed my exit. Rocky. I. Shush. Diet Coke. <laughs> he says it. You're the Diet Coke of evil. You're the Diet Coke of podcasts. <laughs> oh. No. Shush. Fine by me. Yeah, same. Um, I and love then, Diet Coke. Me too. Unfortunately. It's the uh, it's one of my it's one of the that and water are kind of my un, only like I don't really like hot beverages that much. Yeah, I I really love a hot chocolate if you give me a pastry to eat it with, like to like to soak the pastry as I eat it with hot chocolate. Like I love eating a donut and a hot chocolate. Um, but yeah, Diet Coke and water are kind of my two my, my two go tos. That's the, that should be a new like SoundCloud rapper song is Diet Coke and water. Hey, Diet Coke and water dropping tomorrow. You better watch out. It's you gonna be watch, nasty. Watch this fucking space. But I do want to give. Uh, he's was not only a great leading man, but he really knew how to be a great character actor and supporting <laughs> actor as well. Yeah. And so I think the role in the Paul Thomas Anderson universe that best exemplifies that is Scotty J. Yeah, I think that's the winner. I mean, the Hard Eight performance, which everyone should look up. Go ahead and it's go to It's one YouTube. scene. Yeah. When you have time after this or whatever, go you can stop listening to this right now. Hard, you should stop listening to this right now, by the way. Yeah, stop. Don't watch this. Hard Eight, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Watch his scene. It is just flash in the pan. One of the best actors giving an amazing performance and stealing the movie. He doesn't even have a name in that movie. That's how fucking yeah. Good. He's like an untitled like craps craps table. Yeah, player. A young crap shooter or whatever. Um, oh man, that is not a PTA movie if I've ever seen one. Yeah, we better vote. You gotta vote. If you're in LA, you better vote. I'm gonna skip this. <clears throat> Abby Sally, not a PTA film, but Hoffman and talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yeah, game changing performance. Guy, Haven't seen that movie all the way through. Guy going ham in that movie, also just fucking like swishing around drinks and being a little stinker. It's really good. He never missed. Never missed. He never missed. Oh my god, I just realized, Mitch, you're right. They are the Patch a Patch Adams kings because Philip Seymour Hoffman is the bad guy in Patch Adams. Oh, he is. I've never yeah. seen Patch Adams. He's like the evil's like medical student who's like, I'm trying to save people. You're a clown. Wow. Like, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I got to give, so the Hoffies for me goes to those two to show his range. To Lancaster Dodd and Scotty J. Yeah. I'm going to give it to um, Dean Trumbull from Punch Drunk Love. You're going to see him in a little bit here because I think it's one of the, probably just one of the landmark comedy performances of the 2000s. Kind of ended up being that for at least that just that one moment. Yeah. Which shut up, shut up, shut up, kind of transcended the movie. It's mimetic. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of deserves it because, I don't know, it just kind of hints at what he would do in movies like Along Came Polly. Which, yeah. if you have not seen Along Came Polly, if you don't like rom-coms, you're probably not missing much. But well, you're just missing a Philip Seymour Hoffman. But you're missing a Philip Seymour Hoffman performance that is for the ages. He's one. He's so fucking funny as the rom-com best friend. A very you know like he also he invent, he in that movie and the writers invented sharding. 
I'm not kidding. That's like one of the first like yeah. uses of sharding that's, in popular culture. That's how much of a pilgrim that Goldsimer <laughs> Hoffman was, is that he kind of invented sharding. He's also in Red Dragon. Have not seen. Haven't I'll, seen that either. I love Silence of the Lambs, though. So I, I'll... He would have been an amazing... I mean, they're the, the, they're, that's an old joke, like a college humor joke, but he would have been amazing as Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. Buffalo Bill, excuse me. Fuck, yeah. That's totally. what I meant. He would have been an amazing Buffalo He would have. I mean, shout out Ted Levine. But, um, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman certainly was ready to give the world his powers even earlier than he did. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it to um, Dean Trumbull from Punch Drunk Love, who says, shut, 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 shut up. One, one of the funnier things from the that era, I guess, in movies. And Scotty J. I think we yeah. can both agree that Scotty J is totemic. And I think this time around when we were watching Boogie Nights and talking about it, I was really marveling at how much they're not making fun of Scotty J. Not at all. Yeah, no. He is he's a, one of the gang. Yeah, he's one of the gang. He's very strange, very socially anxious, kind of openly gay, I think, or at least bisexual. But like Queer he, for sure. Queer for sure, yeah. And we kind of see that bite him in the butt at some point, you know, eventually. But uh-oh. like it will to everyone. Uh oh, deliveries here. I'm sorry that you had come to get on food. down. And our PA, thank you so thank much. You so much. No, it's fine. Are you have? Are you learning a lot on this, folks? Show? It's 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 I'm everything. So much. I'm really happy to be here, and anything that happened to me is cool. I'm yeah. Not make a big deal well, you, legally you can't. It's everything now shows Chris Chalaki and everybody. What's up? Everything now shows Chris. Hi guys. I've seen about sixty percent of the Paul Thomas Anderson movies. I'd say. Sure. Yeah. My favorite's Inherent Vice. All right, I'm going to head out of here. Thanks. I remember Chris watching Inherent Vice for the first time in college. I remember we were, we were new friends, and the Inherent Vice trailer dropped. And I remember us DMing each other on Facebook and just being like, yo, this looks sick, doesn't yeah, it? I being like, I actually want to see that. That's going to look really cool. I actually want to see that really bad. Uh, yeah. I since went on to see other Paul Thomas Anderson classics, such as Magnolia and The Master. Mm-hmm. And maybe Punch Drunk Love at some Punch point? Punch Drunk Love, yeah. Phantom Thread. Sure. I've actually probably seen a good amount of them. Yeah, you see like the the the, the, the Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Boogie yeah. Nights is good. I haven't seen Hard Eight. Yeah. Haven't seen the new one. You didn't see Liquor's Pizza? I haven't seen Liquor's Interesting. Pizza. Interesting. I'd be I'd be really curious to hear thoughts on Liquor's My Pizza. My boss called that one of the worst movies he's ever seen. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and your boss, I don't want to Can yeah, I yeah. I'm well, not going to say who it is, he's, but He's made some movies that I would say don't <laughs> quite hit the same. They're we don't have to get into it. That's but, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Hi everybody. <laughs> Say hi to Chris, everyone. And, um. Hi, are we doing this show? Yeah, sure. Let's just do the show, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? We're going to need a location and a noun. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> two or more cast members of the Everything Now show are in the studio, I hear, I get like a little. He simply has stuff. to. Thank I got you, it. Internet Crow. Fun fact George Miller directed Happy Feet. That's that true. That is so true. Happy Feet 1 and 2. I got to say, I was listening from when I was at the computer uh, prepping for the show. I can fully hear everybody in the living room just chatting. Yeah, (laughs) it is very, very clear. So, yeah, really good acoustics here. Well, shouts out, Grant. Um, Shouts out to Grant. That's what I'm just, I just want to say shouts out to Grant. All right, Grant. Good to see you. We'll do a movie show soon sometime, Grant. I know. How do you pick? How could you pick? They're all so good except for one of them. <laughs> yeah, always licorice pizza for Grant, I guess. Yeah, what can you say? Grant likes something very specific about licorice pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Right, Rocky, you gonna uh, crack that? We'll crack that one open. I'll pick the next category. Yeah, I'm gonna open open the door so that the food doesn't necessarily. Do you think it's gonna be too loud? You can, but it's gonna be loud. This this studio is gonna smell crazy. <laughs> Here's this, what I'll say. 
I won't affect me because I'm still a little stuffed up from my sickness of last week. Okay. If you really need to, it's gonna sound like shit. Okay. Let's because but then I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this. Great. Um, also, love hanging out with you, Internet Crow, as well, and everyone. There Thank you, Internet noise. Crow. Sometimes during the show, we oh, there will be noise. Yes, uh, that's, there that's will, funny. There's will be noise. There actually, be noise. is what it says. We I sometimes open the door during the show because it needs to fucking air it out. Oh yeah, when there's like five, six people in here, yeah, it gets so hot so fast with the lights all on. Yeah, we are, and also the computer running at high capacity. Just uh, it is, it gets hot in here. This is a garage, a, a, amusement park. Okay, all right. What? Come one, come all. Guess my weight. Come on down and enjoy. And and guess my, me, Bluto. My weight here at scenic Disneyland. Okay. Does that sound better? Oh Jesus Christ! Do <laughs> right, I sound closer sorry, now? I'm trying to initiate an improv scene. Is Noah on a different mic than Rocky? Sounds further away. Uh, yeah. So we have two microphone setups going on. Actually, we have these that are from the studio. And then we have these, which are for Noah's podcast recording equipment. Because I'm going to be releasing this as a audio only podcast, as a separate thing. Yes, it's so true. Closer later down later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to pick. I want to pick this category. This is an interesting one. This is one you came up with, Rocky. Okay. Uh, the Prodigal Son or the Prodigal Child Award, uh, which is someone who's only appeared in one. Philip Seymour, excuse me, one Philip Seymour Hoffman, one Paul Thomas Anderson film, uh, and has not ever returned, but you want to see them again. This was an extremely hard category to pick through because I realized, like, I like, oh, I feel like this person's only been in one movie, and then I would go and be like, oh, they've actually been in another one because they're either like a new addition to the ensemble. Like at first, I was like, oh, William H Macy should have done another movie, and then I realized he was in Boogie Nights and Magnolia. And So I was like, fuck, this is really hard. But there is one that I came up with that almost could have been a thing. And the fact that it didn't happen means we got one of Rocky has been on record on this podcast as saying this is one of my favorite aspects of a PTA film or one of my favorite performances in a PTA film. So the fact that we didn't get him, water in the beer is funny. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. Water in the beer. For the, all the listeners who are listening to this in the future, Rocky put water in the beer. It was awesome. You want to see this shit? Fucking look at that. Kinda Water funny. in the beer. Kind of funny. That's one of the funniest shits I've ever seen. Um, I would love to see Sam Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson back in a uh, yeah. PTA film. And the fact that it happened in his first ever movie is shocking to me. It's pretty weird. But and he was offered a role, I think, in Boogie Nights, and then Don Cheadle came in instead. Oh, shit. Don Cheadle, or excuse me, I think Samuel L. Jackson like, turned down being uh, in Boogie Nights. The um, Buck Swope character in Boogie yeah. Nights. Which is fine in the sense that we have a great performance from Don Cheadle in that movie. Yeah, I really love Don Cheadle in Boogie Nights. I think he's a, he's a very fun, affable character, and so insanely empathetic. And also, he gets to hang out with Melora Walters, and they're both really good in that movie together. But, um, yeah, I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson in another PTA movie. I think they would, I mean, obviously, do great work. Yes, they did already. He's great in Heart 8. He is. Uh, you know, I'd say his character maybe gets the shortest end of the stick than everyone in that movie. Um, but we also know that Hard Eight's not really a perfect film, and that's fine. I mean, it's definitely not the PTA film that we have come to grow and grow sure, and love. Sure. Um, if you can feel free to interrupt Grant or ask oh. a question if you need. No, I, 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 I'm not like upset or anything. I'm just like, yeah, like. Noah's mic is way quieter than yours. Really? It's okay. Not way quieter. I mean, just like, a little quieter. It, it, I think his mic is either off or very low. Let's see if it's off. Let's see if it's off. 
and it might be coming in from yours. Oh no, you, I mean you can you you've been able to be heard this whole Okay, time. that's good. Got it. So just the levels are for some reason <laughs> yeah. much lower. Yeah, Crow pointed out I was glad I wasn't the only one hearing it, but gotcha. I'm just coming in to is it are you again into this town board here? Uh yeah, it is plugged in. It's the the right two ones, I believe, are the uh, the ones that are connected to our microphones. All right, and you're certain of that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um but here like you can track Noah's thing real quick <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think i'd love to see samuel jackson back in a uh back in a pta movie obviously samuel jackson huge fucking movie star plays nick fury in the avengers movies which and all the marvel movies which means he has to be in all those movies like at least for like a short second i gotta i gotta get you all on a team and they're like us all the characters like and it's John C. McGill, John John Michael Higgins. <laughs> it's just just John Michael Higgins hanging out. So much funnier than what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm so pissed right now. And Alana Heim. I was gonna say Alana Heim's dad. Oh, Moti Heim. And then they fly to Little St. James. Yeah. Which is where their headquarters <laughs> is. <laughs> so yeah, Samuel Jackson gets my prodigal child. Thank award. you, buddy. Thank you, Grant. Skylar Gazondo in a future role where he has a bigger part. I agree, uh, Abby Sally. Skylar Gazondo, star of tomorrow and today. Uh, he's is... been in other stuff, though. He has. Of course, been... no. He's like he's a he's a working actor in the right roles. I think. I'm not saying that he's wrong in other roles. I'm saying like he's currently every time I see him, he's like in the perfect role more or less yeah. for himself. Um, although I did not play the video game from the folks who made Until Dawn that he is in the Quarry or whatever. And I love that shit, but I gotta check it out still. I gotta show. I forgot. I haven't shown the audience my show your shirt. show your shirt while I get my food ready. So this shirt, can you do a close up on me? So my dad got me this shirt. He sent it to me in the mail, the USPS, if you can believe it. It is a Oregon shirt, right there. A squirrel. Eating a hamburger. It's hard to see. But it says in and out. Right there. Now, there aren't a lot of in and outs in Oregon. But there are about to be one in my hometown. And my dad and I keep talking about it because they are taking out my second favorite Hawaiian restaurant in Beaverton to put it in, which pisses me off. Really sad. Sucks. But this is kind of a rare piece of merch in that there aren't a lot of In-N-Outs in Oregon. This is official In-N-Out merch. So that's what's up. It is indeed a shirt that goes hard. Nuclear goo. There are a lot in California, too. Nuclear goo. We know you're... I, I'm not trying to help you. I know you're a local. But yeah, um, yeah, fellow California. Shout out to Nuclear Goo. Thank you, Nuclear Goo. Yeah, I, I, I do feel... What's your go-to... Uh, in and out. If you don't, if you don't feel comfortable saying it, you don't have to. You're asking me that because you know it's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't. You asked me this because you know I'm fucking crazy. I, I asked you this because I know you got some fucked up shit you got to get off your chest. I, um, I'm a very plain dude when it comes to burgers. Can you point this mic more at you? Sorry, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> I got sorry, sorry, I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, sorry, I gave up on this podcast years ago. Um, it's true. I go to In-N-Out. First thing I do is I get the fries well done. Okay. Regardless of what burger I get, I get the fries well done. I'm actually, I was actually asking you a different question. 
I was going to ask what location is your go-to. Oh, that's a very nice question, actually. But you continue with what you're doing and then get to my question. Well, no wonder I was embarrassed to say what. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know what I was talking about. The Westwood <clears throat> In-N-Out? I've been to that one. I can't place it in my head. Where is it? It's by UCLA. I mean, it's in Westwood. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I guess, I think it's in that Westwood Village area, like near a Chick Fil A. I think the Chick Fil A that doesn't have a drive-through. Yes, it's just a walk-in. I didn't realize that. I think. Um, I first of all, I mean, like, God bless In and Out. I am not going to a walk-in In and Out if I can help it. I will go to a drive-through no matter what. Personally speaking, I prefer to go in the really? In and Out. I love going inside an In and Out if I can. Yeah, that, that that was my bread and butter growing up. But for it's sure. a nightmare to try and actually go in them in L.A. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. Absolutely. But I hate eating it in the car too. I so love I eating feel, in my car. Uh, to me, it's a lose lose. Yeah. Well, I guess my favorite In and Out to go to is probably wow. They got some ear cleaning equipment behind us that I really want. Yo, I would we need love that. that. I love that shit. I love pushing the earwax into my inner ear <sighs> so hard that it yeah. can't work. I was thinking about this joke recently. I don't know if it's a good like hacky stand up joke or a good tweet. Okay. It's like I don't smoke cigarettes, but I love cleaning my ears with a Q tip. I don't even get it. So my favorite in and out to go to <laughs> is. I mean, all the ones in Orange County are really solid. They're all perfectly designed. Sure. There's not too much of a space issue, really. I'm, I, well, to be honest with you, I was asking about LA in and out. And I wasn't as specific as I could have been. Fuckers. I like the one on Lancashire in uh, North Hollywood. Oh, the one that's like up by the Honda dealership? Yeah. So when I lived in North Hollywood, that was my closest in and out, obviously. Yeah. The one, so I live really close. I'm not going to out myself where I live in LA, but mm-hmm. I do live really close to an in and out. But it, it kind of sucks to go to. So I will actually go to the one up by Universal. That in and out does suck. And that in and out the Universal one, is really good. Yes. Shout out Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> her picture's up on the thing. It was like, we love our celebrity guests. <laughs> it's just her getting 50 burger, 50 double doubles for the Lonely Express. That's fucking awesome. Uh-